Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet podcast. The podcast is actually a lot more fun if you take it out and play with it. It's true. Leaving it in the box. I, I know. I know you, you. You're laboring under the assumption that uh, that we will inevitably, like Time Life collectible plates, increase in value. Um, I am sad to disappoint, but uh, but it must be done. Well, you know, you can always just get two. You know, have one to play with and one one to keep in the box. Now that is true. And on Black Friday, who knows? You might be able to find a deal on us. Right. Um, but make sure you you follow all the rules. Of Black Friday is lined out uh, years ago on one of our podcasts. I might have to you know break those out again. Good idea. Revise them. It's been years since we did that. Um, anyway, just a quick roll call. I am John, the resident Optimus Prime of the podcast, and I am joined by our Jazz Charlie. I'm Jazz. Interesting. I, I like Jazz. Jazz is cool. Jazz is cool. I won't. I won't lie. And uh, our resident Ratchet Dylan. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means, but okay. The chat Chad would probably have better uh, lineups for everybody, but you know, I. I that's the one I went with, you know, I, it's better than Bumblebee in my opinion, but your Everything mileage may vary. Everything is better than Bumblebee. Agreed. Um, including his identical twin who is red. Um, yeah. Anyway, I believe. anyway, go ahead. Um, in case you didn't listen to our GMX recap, which we're going to talk about here in a moment. Um, we are still on our, uh, sort of end of the season, uh, convention tour here. We had GMX and anime blast Chattanooga back to back. So in lieu of our regular weekly discussions and Game of the Week and Dice Pile and all that stuff, um, we're doing these convention reviews. Um, by the time you're listening to this, our interviews with uh, Robert Schwalb and Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, um, and, and Robert J. Schwalb, if you're not familiar, uh, is an author who worked on D&D 4th Edition most recently and is also working on the next iteration of Dungeons & Dragons. Um, I think they're referring to it as D&D Next, but I think you'd be forgiven for calling it 5th edition. Um, but the the Steve Downs one is kind of a press conference style, so a lot of our you know getting to know the guest uh, isn't really in that one, but it, he does talk a lot about Halo. So if that's really more what you're looking for, you know, you're going to get that there. Um, and our Robert J. Schwab one is just, it's really fucking hilarious. Um, uh, I if if you have ever played D&D or have even the faintest of interest, I highly recommend re- uh, listening to that. But listen to all of them. Uh, go th- go go to the whole interview collection. Uh, they're all great. Um, like the whole set. Yes. Got to catch them all. <laughs> Digimon. Wait. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, did want to quickly... Uh, I know we prefaced an entire the entire GMX podcast with yeah. this, but we did receive some comments about... Um, Mike's uh, comments about GMX, some, some of which were constructive, some of which, which were Mike's trademark snark, and uh, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with, I, I'm perfectly fine with and defend, but I do think we at least one more time need to reiterate um, our stance on GMX, just in case anybody wasn't clear well, the no, first no, no. What, three the, times we said it. The reason, part of the reason I wanted to bring it up is we actually got a really detailed comment on the site. Oh, did we? I have yes. not seen oh, this. Really? And they explained a uh, a lot of the the issues that we had. Oh, well, I had, um, I, I need to check this out. I, I, I never, I assume we never get comments because <laughs> okay. I've I've got it in my RSS feed. Um. The interesting thing, uh, we, we talked a lot about the gaming room. Yeah. And uh, I believe, I want to say Mike pointed this out, that uh, it was just, I think he had mentioned that the person who was doing the gaming room had just come on, you know, a couple weeks beforehand, last minute. Yeah. Um, it turns out that was the, um, according to this uh, comment. Should we just read twisted, this verbatim just so that no, it is it, it is very long. Um, Well, I I don't mind knocking it out real quick. It won't take long. Okay. Um, This is the the commenter's name is under Twisted Puppet. I'm not sure that I know who that is. Um, And this was posted three days ago. Uh, And you can read it on the site, but you probably won't. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. Um, (laughs) The guy that was supposed to run the analog gaming room had to drop out at the last minute. So everything was pretty much set up already. They just had to come in and run the room. I did hear that they will be running it again next time. 
Loss prevention has been pretty uh, damn good so far at making sure no one under 21 is at the room parties. The people running the room parties have also been good at policing their own parties. I think that was in response to Mike's comment about uh, his children maybe, you know... Well, he said... said, No, he made a comment about uh, GMX not being able to police itself. Because that was something that we heard about uh, on Twitter as well. That was rough. That was... It was meant as a joke, I think. But well, it, here's the, here's the that thing. was Mike. Yeah, that that that's Mike, and like I said, he's entitled to to say whatever we want to, and we tried to distinguish that as much as possible. I'm not I'm not going to apologize. I don't share his belief of. No, no, no. I was just know, explaining why that was good. probably in the comment. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was just pointing out that we've heard that before as well. Um. Customer service isn't really the place to go for that stuff. Um, you should have gone to ConOps uh, customer services just for basic info and getting programs. Well, that's what the person running the room told us to do. So that's um, why that became an issue. Uh, the problem with scheduling might have been due to the previous channel runner, uh, the one that had to drop out at the last minute, but this is, certainly, uh, this is certainly the kind of feedback they need next time it will work better. And I certainly hope so. Like I said, it seems like the person that we talked to didn't know Hey, Connell yeah. needed to hear about this. Um, volunteers did have assigned roles, and there's a volunteer out specifically for volunteers. Unfortunately, there's a breakdown in communication sometimes. GMX actually ran smoother than it has in the past, and we actually had more people this year than we did last year. At least this year, they had projectors in the rooms instead of TVs. That meant that more people were able to use their computers with a little issue. Each projector had a VGA cable, and most laptops still have VGA ports. I do agree that if you're running a panel or something that... Uh, is going to be taking up the entire analog gaming room. There does need to be a separate location for those. Unfortunately, this can probably be due to the last-minute lead staff change. Again, they did have someone in charge of analog gaming months in advance. The problem is he dropped out without leaving much information beyond what they had there. Uh, So the panels slipped through the cracks. The uh, CAH, uh, Cards Against Humanity, was apparently a tournament. That wasn't clear at all, but whatever. Uh, the Cards Against Humanity charades was actually just reverse charades with custom cards based on Cards Against Humanity. It was actually damn fun, and thankfully it was in a panel room. Uh, oh, and I just realized they might have directed uh, that one guy to the analog game room. It was because uh, that's usually where the channel operator is for the DICE channel during the con. Unfortunately, the channel, channel operator happened to have been less informed due to having to step into the role so late in the game. Next year, they've been asked to do it again, so there shouldn't be as many problems next year as there were this year. Yeah, and the, and the reason I, I figured we'd need to point that out was because we did a lot of speculation on that episode, on, on last episode, and... Um, it sounds like more or less we were fairly within... We were, but I I, I don't think we realized um, some of the issues, and also I think there was a lot of confusion on like we mentioned the cards against humanity thing well i I wasn't sure whether that was a panel or a tournament oh i think my may have been two different things i think it was also in response to my saying what can you possibly do with a panel on cards against humanity yeah a tournament tournament kind of makes sense although man i i got some serious questions about that too My, my confusion was the people who were in the room after me were cards against humanity and then people in and i I may have drawn a line between the two that was not there anyway. Uh, But the important thing is it sounds like, like they're really addressing the issues that that people were having. uh, I'll have to find this because I think I just deleted it. Uh, They sent these, a survey email today, Mm. actually just a little while ago that said they had uh, 2,300 people. Uh Uh-huh. Which I think is kind of funny because I know last episode there was a lot of speculation on well you know well, it did, it's a bigger or smaller it didn't feel as crowded so I you know kudos to to whomever because yeah it, it felt like a smaller audience and that really should be credited to somebody because everything oh, yeah. was smooth we we didn't feel crowded and I never felt like I was being rushed somewhere either although I'm not the kind of guy that typically stands out in the hallway for long stretches of time either so. But whoever, so yeah, whoever was in charge of planning out traffic flow must have done an amazing job. Yeah, good on them. Yeah, because <clears throat> it definitely felt, uh, well, like you said, it was a lot. E- it's, it felt a lot easier to get around and a lot less claustrophobic. So yeah, cer- certainly do want to want to give credit where credit is due on that. Um, and again, um, just in case everybody's clear. 
want to make sure that everyone understands. Um, while I don't necessarily agree with all of Mike's uh, opinions, I respect his right to make them, and, and I would never ask him to do otherwise. And as far as everyone who runs GMX, I generally think, you know, except for specific criticisms we set aside, which so many of which were addressed in that comment, which we are grateful for, mm -hmm. um, think they do a great job. We love coming out there. They've always been super great to us and don't want anyone to think anything yes. differently. Oh, yeah. Every, especially anybody who's like maybe on the fence about going who hasn't been before and might be listening to this. You know, you should definitely yeah. go. Yeah. Um, a, lot, I... a lot of our criticisms are for, and this goes for, anything we talked about today it's very specific to what we do which is you know a lot of running panels a lot of doing interviews um and a lot of going to uh, to gaming rooms and things like that yeah so and yeah. i and i definitely stand by my comment that you know if 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 you're interested in a convention like dragon con and you don't want to put down you know the the time or money required for dragon con but want I think a similar experience. I think GMX is is probably where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. Yeah, and and even Mike gave it pretty high praise because you know he said you know this is the con he sort of trusts his kids at. You know he trusts GMX to to sort of look after the after them for their safety. So I don't know that you can get yeah uh, a lot of higher praise from him. You know as a parent uh, from that regard. Yeah, and I I did I didn't mean to turn this into like ah you know like make it sound like damage control. I actually have not gone back and listened to last episode. So in my mind, well, the th parts where we were negative stick out. And I'm like, Oh, that must've been all we talked about. Like and I said, I think we did a fairly good job, but anyway. I, I just wanted to reiterate it in case somebody didn't hear that podcast or, you know, maybe wasn't clear. So, okay. you know, <laughs> we, we love you, Mike. We love you, GMX. We love everybody. Hey, all right, cool. We just want mommy and daddy to stop fighting. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think this happened last year, except it was on Twitter instead of a podcast. Probably. Um, anyway, um, going to talk about Anime Blast Chattanooga this week. Next week, we'll be back to regular programming. Um, so, Anime Blast, guys, what, who wants to start us off? Because I know this year we did things a little bit differently than we had in the past in the past mm -hmm. because it's relatively close for us, um, especially you, Charlie. Uh, we usually yep. just went down on Saturday, but this year we went down on Friday and stayed through pretty much through the end of uh, Saturday and, and came back. Um, I think, Dylan, what time did we get there? Uh, I want to say around like nine or so. Nine, it, it, yeah, it was a little bit before nine. We probably got before. we probably got there around a little after eight because, fortunately, that meant missing uh, anime pressure luck. Um, yeah, always a good time. Uh, if, I think I think we actually wandered around for a bit because like the the dealer's room was still open around nine, which that's true, which was surprising given most cons seem to close earlier. I do love the uh, the Attack on Titan shirt that somebody came up with. There is a uh, emblem that the Scout Corps has called the Wings of Freedom because they're the ones that go outside the walls and scout the areas, and you know they know more about the outside world than most people that live in that world do. And uh, they took the wings and they did like a red, white, and blue American flag motif. And I just, I just thought that was perfect and terrible and perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if it's a joke or if it's serious or, or because you know, a lot of does it matter? I, I don't. America. I, I mean, you, you can. I'm, I'm you not can saying patriotism is bad. It's just it tends to be like the joke. Because it is Dylan so is sincere. a communist. It's an important thing to understand. Dylan Dylan's a communist. Um anyway, um yeah. I think the first thing we went to was uh, the Manpower's K pop uh panel. I believe so. Which God God bless him. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris can even make just watching K-pop videos seem way more entertaining than it would otherwise be. True. Um, Chris is kind of like the uber fan panel runner. Like everything that a normal fan panel does, he does, but he does it like in an over-the-top sort of way. 
Which may yeah. be why a lot of his fan panels ended up in main events. I can I can see that. Well, that and let's be honest, you know, there was uh, Johnny Young Bosch and I Shine and Jeremy Lee, mm-hmm. and that's how those, you know, I I'm not willing to, you know, I'm willing to go ahead and say that the manpower was their biggest uh, guest after those people. I mean, Anime Blast is a smaller con; they always have good and interesting guests, guests that we don't see in this area much. Which is which is, I think, is worth mentioning that they do the the couple years we've gone the job they've done getting talent has been has been really exceptional because they get you know you end up with a few guests that you see around here but then it seems like they always seem to get a guest that you just don't see you know in within the range that we usually travel yeah they they usually end up with one big guest and one sort of mid-level guest but it's always an, a really interesting one yeah, was it last year they had uh, Aaron Dismuke? Yes, they had Aaron Dismuke, and I think and I've was... yet to see him at another convention. No, not even when he was uh, doing Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, you, know, you didn't see him either. around. So that's uh, whoever whoever's in charge of 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 deciding their lineup has has been doing an excellent job. Oh yeah. Um... Seems like it was maybe scaled back just a tad from last year, but you know it's still it was still good. Oh yeah, they had kind of a voice actor extravaganza last year. Um, they they had a lot of people. So yeah, because they did. Um, Crego did what was what was the game show? It was oh match game. Yeah, yeah match game. Oh man, that was so good because Cody was on there. Cody Warhammer from the Manpower is on the oh, that's on right the team for that. And um, Professor Shy Guy who had some of the yes. best fucking responses um, that Grego had to edit out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that anyway. Um, I'm I'm. I'm kind of sad that we didn't make it to any of the voice actor uh, panels just to see if, you know, they would continue their run from last year of a voice actor panel where none of the, of those questions were asked. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to get any better than me. The first time I was at a panel with Johnny Young Bosch asking him what time, uh, how far ahead or behind of us Morphin time was so I could set my watch by it. That was a good one. That was an excellent one. Uh, you know, it's. I, I don't think they're. I don't think they're raising the bar. I don't know. I, the going to a voice actor panel and never having the question asked was was a pretty big deal. That I, that's a story I can tell my grandkids about. <laughs> you were there. You'll remember where you were when that happened. <laughs> I think Friday though that might have been the only panel we we went to because we tried to go to uh, City Cafe after that and we we successfully went. It just yeah. it took a while. It, it took a while because it, it was Friday covered. night. Yeah, so a lot longer than originally anticipated. But I do the, the, K, the K-pop party was a good was and was a really good panel. It, it is not the kind of thing that I would go to. Oh no! It, in we're, all honesty, if I didn't know Chris. Oh no. I, I wouldn't go to it, but um But what was great is for the I think the majority of the panel, the three of us were the only ones sitting down actually watching the videos. Everybody else was up and dancing. Well, except like, for Cody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he was he was kind of running tech. But there <laughs> I lost it because there there was a moment where like Cody's looking over at us and just like laughing. He was, like, he was I laughing. wish I had a picture of you guys. Yeah, he was laughing at one of us. I think maybe it was me. He was laughing at one of our expressions where we were just like, all right, man, what what time does this end? <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that's, that's the third time, third or fourth time I've gone to that to that panel, and they they always make it interesting. It's true. I imagine. I think last year we went to that panel at Yamacon, which uh, mm-hmm. I think is coming up. Oh yeah, so, uh... yeah. <laughs> oh, and I, I, it, it's worth mentioning too when um, and I've for, forgotten his name, but the manpower's bassist. Yeah, I I still that, haven't got his name it, into my I, lexicon I, yet. Like I swear they called him GT Sleaze, 
but so, it's something sleeves that yeah. may be yeah that may not be what he goes by outside yeah. of the manpower well, sort I'm of sure like, it's not but, but the best well, you know what i mean was when he tried to get us up and dancing and it just wasn't gonna happen yeah he tried to lift me up and uh, you know i don't know if you guys have ever met me but that's that shit's not happening, okay? Well, no, but the best, but the best part of it though was I think it was after he tried you, he went to Dylan, and and John, you just said dead weight, Dylan, dead weight. <laughs> I mean, that's the only advice I had for him. Uh, so funny. Whenever <laughs> I act, whenever I interact with, um, well, at this point, two thirds of the manpower, I pretty much expect like uh, <laughs> physical harassment. Physical, yes. Like my personal bubble being, you know, it's it's okay. It's okay. Not, understand. Not, not physical harassment. Physical comedy. That's that's what's going on. Uh, yeah, uh, comedy. But anyway, yeah. Then 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 city cafe diner. Which yeah. Which again, ball. like, they have a really great location. Yes, so, they do. You know. Yeah. Um in downtown saturday i don't uh let's see we we did go to a little bit of richie's uh from kind of corner and fairy tale podcast um we went to his you play we say panel which was you know let's 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 be honest it was richie brought his xbox and went around the panel with it um I, yeah it, it interesting <laughs> interesting concept and i've seen him do that um, it's something he did for some of kind of Hot Corners live panels. That's right, they they broke out like the the the, the Naruto storm game, and they were, you know, they they tried to do this improv thing where they dub it. Yeah, and I I think I got on it once because uh, the person who is their Hinata on the podcast wasn't there, and I'm like, you know, I'll do it. So you know, I gave her like this deep, gravelly death metal voice. So. <laughs> um, that was awesome. It was it was kind of a variant on that where it was just like you went up there and played and you know live would, let's play. It would comment yeah. on what you were doing. It it was pretty entertaining. It was a shame that um, I mean they had he got a decent crowd, but it was kind of early in the morning. Yeah, so it's, it seems like there was a lot of rotation in and out because that's kind of the panel you can go in and like yeah nothing's a, not much else is going on. True, you know we'll we'll go in and and watch for a while. But I, I thought the 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 description in the in the guidebook really didn't cover. I thought or encapsulate. You know, you know what doing. I thought that was the case, but going back, it said something about, and I should, I don't have the guidebook right in front of me. Uh, something about like Saturday morning cartoons or something meets Twitch TV. So I mean, uh, it, it it very clearly was supposed to be like the let's play sort of thing. Okay. Um, it just like I guess if you weren't into that, you probably wouldn't realize that's what it is. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I take it back. So we just talked about uh, at length your awesome tabletop games panel last week, Dylan. Um, was there anything in particular about this iteration that struck you that you wanted to bring up? Um. Not really. I, I kind of went off script because, and, and I suspect this is because, you know, it's an anime con, um, which they, they they do seem to embrace a lot more of, like, the fandom convergence than you mm. know, a lot of yeah. anime cons, or maybe it's just the people I listen to. Anyway, um, I didn't have, like, a huge crowd, and they trickled in late, so I just, I just immediately went off script. And uh, it was kind of cool because there were a lot of people who hadn't played some of the games that I assume people you had played. played. Yeah, like if you're, you know, like at least heard of when you're, you know, if you're into tabletop gaming. So, you know, we actually had a really like we had a good discussion on deck building games because people had played Magic. One of them had played Catan. So, you know, I could go off on that a little bit. Um, I always feel like my panels go better when people ask questions and like, I, I can't figure out what I need to tell you about a subject, but if you can tell me what you need me to tell you, then I'm great. <laughs> so, uh, so really people, it's, it's on you. To make this great. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm trying to get better at the, if first. you, if you go to the, to one of Dylan's panels and you're not absolutely entertained and informed, it's your own fault. It's what he said. You didn't put in the work. That, that is yeah. not, that, not at all what I'm saying. It's just, <laughs> those tend to be the, the panels that go better. 
I I am the weak link, is what I'm saying. Oh. Well, um, let's see. After that, I think we spent about three minutes inside the super cute Moe Time panel. And for the first, like, I don't know, um, maybe 150 seconds, it seemed kind of interesting because it seemed like they're going into the history of Moe a little bit, which is, is, you know, kind of neat, even if I'm not... Into Moe? Yeah, I'm not really into Moe, but um, at you know, right then I had to check out when the guy said something about um, they, they were telling a story about I can't remember who it was and I don't Miyazaki? know what he worked on. No, it was a Miyazaki quote. Well, I don't know if that was, was, it was a Miyazaki quote or if it was in regards to another movie, but um, the quote was talking about how he went to see a movie in like the 50s. It was an anime yeah. movie in the 50s. And there is a cute girl in the movie that he really attached himself to. And, you know, it, you know, he was fairly young. And, you know, she sort of served as like a surrogate girlfriend for a time in his life. Which, you know, sort of is, is what Moe is in a sense, I suppose. So, you know, sort of those early discoveries of that sort of, that, that's a thing that can happen. And then he said something about the guy finding his waifu. And the way he said it didn't have the slightest hint of sarcasm to it or, or irony. Like, you know, I'm saying it because, you know, it's it's a thing and, you know, I'm being funny. No, he was like super serious, like reverent tone for the word waifu. And I'm like, this might not be the panel for me. And, <laughs> and decided to turn turn around. We were all the way in the back, so I couldn't quite hear. So I was like. Yeah, I just walked out. Problem. Okay, I'm gonna follow everyone. That well, right. that like when I heard that, I was like, no, <laughs> like it, like you you had me and then you lost me and and I'm sure you'll do fine. Um, so we we wandered around for a bit. Um, now I started out in the Vitamin Geek podcast uh, panel, which God only knows how that turned out because I don't think they had their mics. Uh, like they tried to get a lot of audience participation yeah. in, and I don't know. One of the mics up. Yeah, was like, I think they said. I think it was like the mic that they took out into the audience for some reason just was not registering hardly at all. But I, I went when there is moral support and uh, also heckler because I know uh, one of the guys, uh, Corey, who's on that podcast. I met him at Anime Blast a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, he was running. Nice guy. Uh, yeah, he's super nice. Uh, much much nicer than any of us, except for Megan well. Dillon. Um, Aw, thanks. You're welcome. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he ran some of the fighting game tournaments and stuff, so that's how I knew him. And I sat in there, and it was it was a fun time. Uh, hopefully everybody had fun. But you guys uh, started out in the Improv Duh panel, so how was that? It was really good. It was... Um... It was the the laugh out loud guys from is it University of Georgia? Yes. Uh, okay, and um, I don't. I think they had maybe one performer that I had not previously seen. I think the rest of them I've seen at least at least once. Um, they did not have my favorite performers, but I think that I think the the guy that I liked the best. I think he must have like. Graduated, moved on, done something because I've not seen him in quite a while. But but it was a really good show. Um, they did they did a good job, and the the guy that runs it is really good at uh, knowing what suggestions to take from the audience. You know, like he doesn't because obviously with a lot of the sort of nerd pop culture type stuff that I mean based on the conventions that that we see them at you know you could be given an extremely wide range of suggestions and he he's, he does a really good job of incorporating them like a, like you know the range without um, necessarily handing the performers stuff that they're going to be completely lost all the time so he he does a good job of of hurting those cats all right and i think after that we ended up wandering around for a minute for a bit yeah. 
until uh, you're drawing with Inkscape panel. How did that go, Dylan? No, actually, I was going to say, I'm, I'm looking at the schedule right now. I think we hit obscure JRPGs. Oh, for yeah, a little you're right. Yeah. I forgot, forgot about that. I missed some of that because we had, Elizabeth and I had to duck yeah. out and find her phone. But well, I think um, we came in midway through. Yeah, there was a, that was the point in the afternoon where there was like several things going on kind of overlapping or all at once. Yeah, they, they sort of had staggered end times for a lot of different panels right then. Yeah. Well, I think that was an hour and a half panel as well. Yes, it was. Yeah, but it was kind of neat. They brought up, I think it was Paladin, like when the ones we saw were Paladin's Quest yes. Yes. and Sailor Moon. Yes. Which I, the, the Sailor Moon one, I'm pretty sure, was like an unofficial translation because that game never got brought over. Uh, oh, yeah. and that, I think that's part of the obscure part of it. Um, it seems like in an emulator, like you I probably would have like recorded a couple of save states and like jumped to some of the action. But I thought about that too. I, was, I mean, it's there's there's a few different ways of doing that depending on which emulator you're running, and mm. you can always use XSplit or something for that. I kind of wish I'd seen more of it and gotten more of a uh, you know like a list of of what he'd gone through. Cause... Yeah, that would have been cool if if he'd had like a little. Hand, even if it was a little handout or something that went gave the the list of games, that'd be pretty cool. You've you've suggested, I think you suggested that for my tabletop panel. I actually, um, if you're in the Anime Blast Chattanooga group on Facebook, I went ahead and posted that the slide deck, and I've posted the slide deck on Twitter. Oh, cool. And I think that might be that might be the alternative. Is like you know, if you have a slide deck, post a slide deck, or if you have you know a um, if there's a Facebook group for the con, post it there or something like that. Um, to to doing your handout idea. Eh, I like the handouts though. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're a lot more useful for people who are asking in the here and now as opposed to, oh, we'll go check you know such and such group online. They'll be like, what group was I supposed to do? Was it on Facebook? Was it on the Tumblers? I don't know. <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't even realize there was an ABC Facebook group thing. I want to say they posted a link to it. I can't remember where, but I, I remember seeing a link. And I'm like, yeah, I should probably join that and, and post, you know, that slide deck there. Oh, and we also went to uh, Chris's Adventure Time panel. Yes. Which... Oh, yeah, that's right. I... I... I have to say, I don't watch much. Like, I get Adventure Time, kind of, and I watch it. So You're a time... liar, sir. Nobody gets it, but go ahead. It, well, no, but yeah, you're right. I mean, no one gets it, but, you know, if, if Pendleton Ward would just, you know, come down from what I'm on. I don't think he gets it either. Uh, no, I'm kidding. He, get, he gets paid. So I'm, True. you know, I go into these things and I'm like, I, I you know, I I don't know what people are talking about. I don't know all the background characters. When someone says, what time is it? I want to say uh, about five after four. It's game time. Who? Uh, also, it's <laughs> morphin time would have been acceptable. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, Chris was running that with a girl who I don't really know, but she certainly put the fan panel uh, into it. Like all of the fan panel tropes, like, Talking shipping. about shipping and, you know, asking people who their favorite characters were. And I get it. Like, that's that's how some fans want to run a panel. That's how they want to interact with each other. Um, like, that, 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 that is a, another one where if it hadn't been for Chris, I just wouldn't have gone. Because I, I sort of like the Dylan Basil model of trying to make you a better fan of X. You know, and I don't, I, I don't really think that's fair to, to, cause well, no, in some not... ways, cause the, the implication is if you're not doing that, you're not trying to, but there, there is like, like Basil was talking about the Tauntaun races at GMX like that. I think there is, there is an approach that is more of an experience. Like you are going for an experience as opposed mm -hmm. to you're going to discuss a thing. So well, I think, I'm not trying to say one or the other is, is well, no, but like I said, that you know, that's that's how a lot more people seem to want to enjoy themselves in that way. But um, 
I don't know. It, it's one of those things where I think Adventure Time has a lot of interesting themes that you can discuss and, and build a panel around. So for for me, and this is, you know, being, you know, an older male viewer of the show, I think I'd, I'd want to spend more time discussing those uh, sort of sub-themes and, and underlying tones of the show rather than you know, who my favorite character is or what my favorite song from the show is. I mean, I, that's, I, that's all well and good, but I, to be honest, I don't really give a shit about what anyone else's favorite anything is. I have to say, though, if you're <laughs> going to do... Um, if you're going to do a fan panel, uh, starting it out by leading everyone in singing the song and then closing with your song that you wrote about the show is uh is, is probably uh, that's that's the way to do it right god god bless chris yeah yeah he, he he bookended it pretty well yeah like like i said he he brings a level of energy and enthusiasm to these things that you know just incidentally i i, I started looking it up since since i mentioned that there's there's a lot of adventure time uh chord charts on the ultimate guitar like a lot of them of course there are um, it's fascinating <laughs> but you know what I, I'm glad it's popular and I'm glad that we're talking about it instead of you know like Spongebob or some shit like that that is true, true. I would rather I would much rather attend a, an Adventure Time fan panel than quite a lot of others yeah I, I can't remember what other animated shows uh, from the recent past would have been like oh god why are we talking about this again but uh, there, there are than, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, there are. Um. Anyway, now I think we're we're with too drawing with Inkscape. So how yes. how was that, Dylan? I guess it went okay. I mean, I I I think I did better this time by starting out with some examples. In some ways, I did worse because um, I just went through a lot of like I didn't do it as structured. So it was kind of all over the place, and I think I missed some details. But I'll, I'll be honest; I think that that helped you a lot, though, being a lot less structured, because it seemed like uh, everybody's interest was held pretty well with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it it's kind of a tough sell for an anime for like a anime centered convention as opposed to like a GMX, where I think it does really well. Mm. Um, well. I don't know. I mean, there are plenty of art panels. I am, Certainly. I'm doing more of a, here's a technique, not I am an artist. You know, I will impress you. Like, my my panel is not the, the kind of panel you go home and go like, man, he just, you know, whipped this picture out in no time, and I can't, I can't even hope to do anything half as good. Um, it's more like the, oh, wow, you know, now that I play with this, this guy sucks sort of panel <laughs> well you know there's something to be said for that though because it's kind of like you don't want to overwhelm everybody with like oh look at how good i am at this and yeah it also goes to show that pretty much anyone can do a panel like you do not need to be an expert um you just have to have something that's interesting and maybe a take that other people are not doing so you know go you Yes. Do panels. You Submit go, girl. Panels. You are a special and unique you are like. Yep. You are a magical unicorn, Dylan. Agree. Uh, um, I think after that, we had the uh, nightmarish uh, trip through Chattanooga for food. Sure, yeah. we'll we'll go which, eat at one of these cool places. Oh wait, it's Saturday night. Which at yeah. that which at that point we hadn't eaten since you know like whenever we were up in the room, so like nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It was around seven, so it was like, yeah, okay. Forty five minute wait. I I will say we, we ate a lot of pocky because one of the dealers and I wish I'd written down which one it was, actually had like some variations that, you know, you can't get at there was local cheese, cheesecake and tropical and coconut, I think were the ones that that's you guys the, got. That's the first time I've 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 seen that since I think the last time I saw WYSIWYG. It Which has been a while. R.I.P. WYSIWYG. Um, this is what I remember about Anime Con. But yeah, we, we ended up 
driving around downtown Chattanooga for about what 20 30 minutes. Yep. Looking looking for a place to eat and only to uh, only to end up right back at City Cafe. Which that's not necessarily a terrible thing because they have no. a pretty broad menu. Yeah, they serve all the things. Yes, that's that's about the best way to describe it. But I was still sad I didn't get to take you guys out to one of the really cool places that I've been able to eat. But. Ah, fuck those hipsters. I know. I know. Hipster. I hate hipster restaurants for having good food. I like so. hipster restaurants because... Of course you do. You want to know where that, your table came from. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I, no, I don't. I do hear that the hipster restaurants are famous for their service, um, bringing it out to you so hot that you can, you know, you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Come on. No, no, I'm not doing it. No, just a little bit more. You're almost there. (sighs) I am not getting it so hot so that you can can eat it before it's cool. Yeah, you know, we're in Knoxville. I mean, we've, we've, I'm I'm pretty sure we've got some hipster here. We do, it's called, you know, everywhere at Market Square, pretty much. And well, some of those are, are, are more fancy than hipster. There is a difference. I will eat alone at a hipster restaurant. I will not eat alone at a fancy restaurant. Because you'll be shanked? What? What is the... You, do you have a I, weird, I feel weird and I feel like I'm fear. paying... I also feel like I'm pl- paying a premium for it being fancy and just, also... Just look for wherever there are a lot of, uh, you know, ostensible lumberjacks. <laughs> and uh, it's probably a hipster place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, they, they should just fucking, you know, build a hipster restaurant in a damn log cabin. That's awesome. And now that it's getting cold, you're really going to see it. Yes. Like, they, they will be wearing flannel and have big beards, but they won't be burly, gruff, you know, possibly uneducated men. Um, they, they will be hipsters. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. You'll, you'll know them by their scrawniness and by their glasses and their crappy music and whatnot. Hmm? Not all hipster music is crappy, just a lot of it. No, I mean <laughs> they just, do have just a lot of it. They, they they do have some good good thoughts on certain things. It's just, and then it's ruined by all the other crap they do. Yes. I'm I'm not cool enough to be a hipster. So, <laughs> you know, there's that. It, it was it, okay. I've got everything else. To to bring this back on point, it was just like that Moe panel. They had some good thoughts and then it was ruined by the word waifu. Yes. <laughs> Oh. This, it, it it is it's reminiscent of the uh, Jesus and Elvis had a lot of good ideas, but I hate their followers. Uh, half half of all marriages end in divorce with their waifus. <laughs> you know, I, you you laugh at that, but I think there is a whole segment of not just like Japanese otaku culture, but American otaku culture that we. Typically, don't realize because oh, oh, you know what? Our, I'm our... on the internet. I know, <laughs> I know who these people are. Like I said, I, I get a lot of my exposure to it through through like you know Daryl Surratt retweeting stuff. So I I have a different view than no. I've I, my tentacles have reached far enough to get into waifu territory, and I'm like, <laughs> I no guys. No wait wait wait. Just you, no. you have to explain that. Man, if you follow the right people on Twitter, that's all. <laughs> that's all you need. The okay, right done. people. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I mean, seriously. Um, but I think you know, other than the Manpower concert, which uh, always good. Uh, that was really all we did. Um, yeah, I have to say, although we are the old guys who they're like, yeah, get up and dance, and we're like. I no. prefer to stand here and and possibly sway to the music, tap my feet a little. But it was pretty awesome when they started. Like uh, I think it was Cody that called out the the people that were just sitting outside the main events, like across the hall in in the comfortable chairs. Yeah, he's like, "Hey guys, how's it going? You liking the show?" But because it, 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 they had a perfect view of the show and it was loud enough that they could hear everything, yeah. so they really have like the best seats in the house. Yeah. And you get then, to enjoy uh, it without having to be, you know, in the thick of things. And then, but then their bassist was like, you know, I can take the show to them. <laughs> and, and he did. And, 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 
and played for them. And it was awesome because, like, I was, it took me a while, and I was looking out there trying to figure out what, it's like, oh, he's out there, because he had just disappeared into the crowd. And then I look back at, like, a second or third time, and he must have left them to go play to somebody else, because all I saw when I looked out the door was him run past it. At full tilt. Yes. It looked hilarious. Uh, like, I, I imagine that's how he tries to uh, shame people who leave their concerts. <laughs> he <laughs> just runs after them. Like, oh, no, no, you you obviously didn't mean to leave our concert. Here, you can take our concert with you. Here, I'll come with. It's fine. <laughs> I'll walk with you a ways. I'll see you off. I, I have to say, he he... If if all of their shows now, uh, if, if he does that, he apparently is incapable of half-assing anything. is is my only is my only thought regarding that. <laughs> and you know what? That's that's perfectly fine by me. Yeah, that's that's pretty classic manpower. So yes, not capable of half-assing anything. Unlike us, who is incapable of going uh, full tilt on anything. True. Well, we we. We do things well. We we polish things kind occasionally. Of. the The problem is we we are very uh, even keel usually. Yeah. So usually, again, we are the people in the K-pop panel sitting down watching. Uh, we are the people in the the uh, concert that are standing off to the side, not dancing, and going. True. I hope I hope when they come off the stage, they don't come for me. Just. Well, that'd but be. They always do. You've you've not been ridden by Peelander Red, so that's that, that's a thing that, that changes a man. Um, but no, the Manpower Show is really good. I, I think it does. It bears repeating that because it's been a while. We haven't seen them in concert actually, or I've not seen them in concert actually. I think since Yamakon of last year. So it's been like right at a year. Yeah, it's always it's kind of nice though because. We see them frequently enough that we can appreciate, you know, the subtle changes they make every once in a while. So, is everybody still here? Yes. Charlie. What? Okay, you're still here. Awesome. It it went out for a second. Oh, okay. I'm actually surprised it didn't drop completely. That's fine. But anywho, I'm sorry. You were saying. Oh, I I was just saying it's kind of neat because we hear them frequently enough that um, we can kind of catch some of the subtle subtle shifts in uh, their performances. Yeah, yeah, it's it, and it's interesting seeing them with the bassist again because it has it has been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute since they've had three people. Yeah, it's so that was kind of that was kind of interesting to, to actually to hear them with. With with the bass as well, it um, it was a fuller sound, it was, which was interesting. It made it, it made it sound, um, I don't know, a little more polished almost. I guess it was a warmer sound, like listening to them on vinyl. <laughs> they should release something on vinyl. I'm sure like they already. Thing. I'm sure they will if they haven't already. They, I don't know if anyone would buy it, but. Hipsters. I don't know. Would. There's you. You would be surprised what you can get on vinyl now. Um. Huh. Anyway. But very good show. Yes, always and always a, a pleasure to see them. But anyway, was there anything else about Anime Blast that you guys wanted to cover? Um, dealer's room was pretty good. Artist Alley. It looked like they might have been missing. Like one or two. One or two tables may have been empty. Um. They were in the same rooms, so they were the same size, but it, it kind of seemed like, well, the dealer's room seemed a little bit better than last year. Like, it seemed to have a little, I, and I could be misremembering, but it seemed to have a, a, a wider array of stuff. Um, so that was cool. Like I said, artists out, it seemed like one or two tables, maybe one, one, one or two artists didn't show, or we just were never in there when they were there. Um, so they didn't have quite as much of And the artist that I was really hoping, that was there last year, I was hoping he'd be back. Because uh, I bought several things from him and would do so again, but unfortunately, uh, he was not. But and of course, their venue is always their their venue is really really nice, and they only use you know maybe half 
So they could, yeah, they could easily get twice their size and, and, and stay in that same place and not have to worry. Um, I, I will say, just like on a completely subjective note, I did not care for the way that they did digital gaming this year at all. Yeah, I never quite understood. I mean, I, I it seemed like because I, I don't know that they because the well, okay, we got there Friday night. Digital gaming still wasn't up and running, and then when we went in Saturday, and we went Saturday like at noon. I mean, we had given them like a good twelve hours, and they had some stuff up and running, but there were only a few people in there, and I only ever saw like one or two screens being used for just sort of free play, show up and play type stuff. It sounded like, and maybe I'm maybe I I, I didn't understand what was going on. It seemed like. Uh, most of it was going to be tournaments. Yeah, and it was going to be tournaments for stuff like Call of Duty, and um, I think the only, and I'm using this term loosely, the only fighting games that they had were Smash and Injustice. It well, was a weird, it was a weird array, from what I understood of the games they were playing. Yeah. I mean, and I guess that's the the effect of having a company come in and do it for you rather than like volunteers or or, or a local game store kind of thing because this these guys i mean their setup looked extremely nice like really professional but it felt like i'm guessing most of their business is not at like anime conventions yeah and th and those may be the games that are popular for where you know i think they're a local group so that may be the games that are popular for for chattanooga i don't know well, that's uh, not say I think they probably don't do a lot of anime conventions specifically. Yeah. Because what they had to play seemed less um, – it, it's not the lineup you would normally see at an anime convention of games. So right. it, makes me, it makes me think that's probably not their bread and butter. I mean, I know, I know Smash is pretty popular, especially if more casual players. I know Injustice is not generally considered popular. Uh, I mean, other than, you know, if you're a DC fan, yeah, you might just pick up the game yeah. that's around, but as far as like competitive players, it's not one of the the higher turnout games. Yeah, you know that's that's typically Street Fighter and Smash are your two, or not yeah. Street Fighter and and Marvel uh, are your big um, turnout games in most places. So yeah, so I was I was I was really surprised by that. Like so, really. Almost was there were there any Japanese games at all? I I didn't see except for except for Smash. I didn't see any, okay. and uh, I was a little off put because they you know they charge for tournaments. Last year they just had free tournaments and um, they didn't have to, but the I think the convention provided some prizes last year. Like I won a uh, Morgan uh, like door poster for winning Marvel last year. So oh, cool. Yeah, I just. I, I I wouldn't say that they shouldn't, you know, that, that they shouldn't use the same people, but I think if they if they were to go with the same company, that company needs to put maybe a little more effort into their choice of games. And granted, you know, we never saw we never, or at least I never saw the room during any of the tournaments. And maybe they packed the place out. I don't know. I don't know what the the usage the attendance was like in in digital gaming when they actually had it like fully up and running so maybe maybe they did everything right and the place was just packed out and, and we just we just didn't come there during like the peak hours but i kind of like the the rooms better and hamicon did this gmx did this uh, awa did this where they've got you know a large array of games running you know anytime that the convention is open and people yeah. are just walking in there and and playing around and doing whatever. That um, is, that's my preference as well. Like the year that uh, our friends over at Game Galaxy ran the the game room for GMX, that was just like one of the best experiences because they had, you know, they had arcade games, they had console games, they had just everything under the sun. And AWA did something similar. Yeah. Um, where they had like a a just arcade setup out there. And those are the ones I enjoy because you know they've got everything set to free play and people are just coming and going and and dicking around and and playing you know fighting games and shooters and old school beat 'em ups and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I just uh, I just did some googling. It looks like Iron Gaming is a group that is doing basically like um, esports or is gaming you know putting on esports type of events. 
So I think what, and it is based in Chattanooga, but I think, uh, or at least according to the Facebook page, mm-hmm. I think probably what happened is one, if, if these guys are local, then, you know, that it makes perfect sense for them to go to them. But also yeah. by, by expanding the scale, they've kind of narrowed the variety. And I mean, I'm not, it's a, it's a different way to, to organize that, but I mean, I guess it makes sense if it's a local group. Well, I don't think it's, I don't think you have to do one at the sacrifice, you know, sacrificing the other. I mean, they had the scale, the very, the scale of their, of their production to me said that they should have been able to accommodate a wide variety of games in between, you know, like specific tournaments. And it just didn't seem like they were doing that. And maybe, and like I said, maybe just anime conventions just aren't their main uh, focus. So they weren't uh, prepared for that kind for the for what you would expect at an anime convention. That variety of games with with that many setups, it feels like they could have. It, depending on what their tournament schedule is like and how many games they want to run, I understand that they want to make money here. I mean, that, yeah. that was clearly a focus for them where it wasn't in prior years because they weren't involved. But, um, you know, as as far as, you know, at other conventions, it seems like with that many steps, it's easy to set, set aside, you know, depending on whatever your registration numbers are like, you know, maybe like, eight or a dozen setups for the tournament that you're going to be running from this block to this block and then have the others set aside for just casual play. Yeah. Um, which I think would have been better as far as like the overall con experience. But again, it seems like maybe they were kind of just pushing for people yeah. to, to enter these tournaments, paying the five bucks. And Well, but even if, I mean, let's assume that they, that they, that the attendance was such that they really needed all the consoles, you know, for for whatever tournaments they had going on at any particular time, I mean, if nothing else, I would think it would be it would be a good idea to set aside at least a few hours interspersed throughout the day that is strictly free to play, to get people into the room, so you can tell them about tournaments. And they and it's and like I never saw a schedule posted outside the door about what they were running and when. No. So it seemed like you needed. Like I, I think they would have done well to a uh, post a schedule of what they were doing, and then b also include some free play hours to get people in the door to sell them on you know whatever tournaments coming up. So again, I, 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 I am I am betting that it's just the result of anime conventions not being their their focus. So they were setting up for what they were used to, which wasn't necessarily what we as anime convention goers were used to. Yeah. Well, uh, was there anything else or should we just go ahead and wrap this up? Um, overall no, good convention. So. It's, I mean, it's, it's a really nice small convention. Um, if, and if you're within, you know, an hour or two's drive of it, there's really no reason not to go because they, they do a good job and it's, it's, I think it's. I think even if we weren't, even if we weren't dealing more with like staff and and guests and panelists and stuff, I think it's. I think anyone for anyone it would be self evident that this is a convention that's that's put on by people that you know care to and and really are like trying to put on a good convention. I, I think that's yeah. fairly self evident. I know. Uh, I want to say it was Chris. You know, during the Manpower concert, who was saying like, "Yeah, the 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 con." It seems like family, and I I think that's why it runs so smoothly, as opposed yeah. to a lot of smaller conventions. I'm not necessarily saying, you know, this isn't negative towards other small conventions. No, I know, you know, the first couple of years, it's inevitable something goes wrong. You know, you have problems, but it it seems to go very smoothly and be like get pretty good attendance mm-hmm. so, pretty good participation oh yeah so i mean they're they're i think they're doing everything right so and 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 being where they are you know close but not too close to atlanta close but not too close to huntsville um 
close, but not too close to Nashville. That that sort of geographically that, and with with their sort of outlook that it's not like they're not hardcore strictly anime that they'll incorporate you know other other fandoms. Um, I mean, I think they're just really well situated. Like they 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 have the potential, I think, uh, to do really really well. Agreed. I have nothing to add to any of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess if there's nothing else, uh, thanks to everybody at uh, Anime Blast Chattanooga for having us. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks again to uh, our commenter from GMX for setting some of those things out for us. And, uh, and everybody at GMX in general. Absolutely. And uh, everybody, make sure to check out the interviews that we post on the site. And uh, tune in next week when things will be more or less back to normal-ish for us. But uh, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Oh.